0: Thank you for your incredible love, for your peace and joy that comes against turmoil, anxiety, fear, and anger, for your gentleness and kindness that softens our hearts, for your perseverance and patience, Lord, in pursuing us. You are amazing, and we are astounded by you, Lord, and we praise you. You have given us a living hope and an eternal inheritance in Jesus. We receive all the grace and peace you have for us this day in Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Guide us all now as we talk about intimacy and open our hearts to know yours. Well, First of all, I thought it'd be important to address the elephant in the room. Our pastor has a wonderful sense of humor. He has a separated couple up here talking about intimacy. (laughs) But we're talking about intimacy this morning with the Lord. For that is the intimacy that truly determines how well our intimacy is with each other and what relationship we have. So we need to establish that intimacy with him, foremost and above all else so that's the focus this morning and it's interesting it really didn't dawn on me until I started doing this why so many people say to to, uh, new Christians read John and it really hit me because John is the apostle of love he talks so much about intimacy and a lot of what I have here is drawn from John so let's start with him. You want to turn to your Bibles first, and we'll go to John 15 and verses that you all know very well. John 15, verses 4 and 5. This is what Jesus really has to say about intimacy Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you. <laughs> Unless you abide in me, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. And that's the first time that part ever really hit me too. For without me, you can do nothing. Now, when we're in him, we can do all things. But he's saying without him, we can do nothing. And, of course, abide here means that we need to be connected fully on a continuous basis to Jesus and to depend totally on him, to yield to him, and be completely submissive. And that's fully abiding in him. Actually, Jesus himself was the very best example and modeled, as he did just about everything for us. He modeled this with his father, with his relationship to his father. It was a complete abiding in the father. Jesus said, I say nothing and do nothing except what the Father gives me to do and say. Complete abiding in him. So he gave us a perfect model of what intimacy is. Now, if we go to chapter 17 of John, verses 20 to 23, also a very well-known passage where Jesus has just finished praying for himself and then for his disciples. And then he prays for us. I do not pray for these alone, that is the disciples, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me I have given them, that may be me one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. That's a pretty powerful prayer, having us all to be one with him and Jesus, and the Father, the Jesus, and us. Pretty powerful, and that means abide. Abide in me. So what we're really talking about this morning is basically how do we get there? And Matthew 11, verse 28, I won't make you go back there and look it up right now. (laughs) It's a simple one. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Major words there. Come to me. Come to me. It's a rather standard theme throughout. In chapter 17 of John again, well, you kept your fingers there, didn't you? Verse 3. Now this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, who you have sent. So, no, that's our eternal life, that we may know the Father and Jesus. Now, in Ephesians, Paul puts it this way with another prayer. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Note in John, that we just mentioned, that they may know you, and in this one, of the spirit, in the knowledge of him. Now, Pastor Bob alluded to all this last week, so he just said, I gave you the lead-in, so I guess I have to follow up and review something he said. You remember he talked about Peter and John healing the lame man? So, the know that is talked about in these passages is a knowledge by experience. I think it's Greek. That's epigenosis. It's a knowing by actually experiencing him. It's an encounter with him and truly being with him. Um, What we often think about in knowledge is something that we know about something or information. That's kenosis. But what Jesus wants with us is epigenosis. He wants us to know him. This epigenosis is the knowing that Peter and John had when healing the lame man. It's also the same knowing that the 12 had and the 72 had when Jesus sent them out. Remember that story? He prepared them, sent them out, two by two, and said, go heal, prepare the way for me, and I'll follow. And what they all had was they all had intimacy with Jesus. They'd all been with him, spent some time with him, and knew him. And they had his authority. Just as a bit of an aside... So authority is the fruit of a relationship we have with the Lord. Uh, In some cases, you might say it's our character as it develops. And one of the things is we talk a lot about gifts and anointing. But it says many times, you know, that gifts really must be used from a position of an intimate relationship with Jesus. So we need to keep that in mind, too. Uh, We have some good examples as well, other examples in the Bible. For example, we can always turn to David. He's used an example for almost everything. And he was a good example showing the relationship he wanted and had with the Lord. He always went to the Lord in prayer. He's always went to the Lord when things were not going well, and he went to the Lord when things were going well. So in Psalm 16, 8 and 11, if you really want to look it up, I have it here. <laughs> I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. I love that one because Jesus is almost always right here on my right hand, <laughs> on my right side. It just makes me feel good sometimes. And reading the Bible there's a couple of other places where he says he's on the right side. Uh, one place he's the shade, that on my right side. Paul, another example. Paul was a highly educated man. He'd spent so many times... He was high up in the, uh, in the hierarchy of the time. So he knew God. He knew the scriptures. He knew what he was supposed to do. He had a lot of zeal in falling through. But he didn't know the Lord. He thought he did. But he knew him in a gnosis sort of way. He hadn't experienced him. He knew something about him. He knew all the scriptures talked about him. But he didn't really know him. But on the road to Damascus, he knew jesus the position increased dramatically in who he was and the lord started to use him in incredible ways the lord wants to meet him wants us to meet him with our spirit not with our minds he wants us to meet us fully in the spirit where our spirit gets to know him by epigenosis our mind knows about him but our spirit knows him that's where he wants to get to so experience in meeting the Lord or epigenosis might also be called encounters. And I like that, Patty. They're not only for special people. They are for all of us. Because one of the things that can happen sometimes is people read the Bible and think, well, Elijah was so much more than we are, and uh, Elisha and all these people were, were so something really special. Uh, they were superheroes, super people. As James points out to us, He said that Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. He was just like us. And he prayed earnestly that it wouldn't rain. And what happened? It didn't rain. Uh, But he was just an ordinary guy. But an ordinary guy touched severely by the Lord. Just out of fun. He was also a supernaturally fast runner at times. So you might remember that story. (laughs) You might remember as well that Peter at Cornelius' house Remember, Peter had a lot of things to overcome as far as his view of Jews versus Gentiles. He did have some bias there, it seems, as we read it well enough. But he went to Cornelius' house. And when the spirit showed up there, his answer was, this was in Acts 10.34, if you're interested. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism. So every one of us can have the Lord's pleasure and have the Lord's favor in his grace. So our objective, then, is to know Jesus, to abide with him. And, of course, there are a lot of ways that you can become more intimate with the Lord. I've just thought of a few of those. One of those, of course, is to read the Bible. However, just reading the Bible gives us gnosis. We know about him. We know about what happened. So read the Bible with him. Read the Bible with the Holy Spirit or with Jesus sitting beside you. uh, And he will open and reveal the scriptures to us. Sometimes he just spontaneously shows up. People get to know him that way. For others, this is one I like to do, just sit down and just let the peace and quiet come on me. And the Lord shows up sitting next to me. And he talks. Sometimes he doesn't talk. He just sits there. And we just sit there. But often he'll, he'll talk to me or show me things. And know those often comes some prophetic words. And sometimes he'll give information. It's interesting for me at least that if I ask him a question, I don't usually get this good a result. If I just sit with that and just wait and listen... He'll give me much more profound answers to anything that I have for questions than I ever thought of. So for me, uh, that's how I like my time with him that way too. But most importantly, what I find every time, no matter what he says or does, from that always comes peace and joy. And as more of that peace sets over you, for me anyway, there's even more joy and more sense of his presence. Actually, even in, in Isaiah... Back in chapter 26, verse 3, he says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. So we keep our focus on him. His peace will come upon us. Now, for me, however, there is a deeper, more spiritual connection in Emmanuel prayer. That's a ministry we have here, and it's open to everyone. And Pastor Patty Vallada who is sitting right there, (laughs) with her husband, Mike, who is the chauffeur and AV man, wherever they go. They're globetrotters, teaching Emmanuel all over the world. I have to thank you so much, Patty. You've also given us a great summary of all of this that happens to be in everybody's uh, uh, handout this morning. So please read that. We have drawn rather heavily on your (laughs) material, Patty. hope that's okay. And your book. There's a lot of stuff in there. And from Emmanuel Training, because all of that is about intimacy. So we've drawn a lot on on a lot of Patty's stuff, and we thank her so much for that. They just happened to be driving by on their way home and decided to stop in.
1: (laughs) So today I'll be talking um, quite a bit from an Emmanuel experience, because I'm an Emmanuel coach. We have 14 coaches here, most of whom Patty has trained. A couple of years ago, she was here um, to teach us the advanced level. But I'm also talking, what I'm talking about today also pertains to other ministries, because all of us, we've talked before about, you've heard some year gods about what God has done. As coaches and in the prayer ministry, we've been looking at Jesus, we've been watching who he is, and he doesn't change. He's the same with everyone, he's the same everywhere. So that's what I'm going to share with you today, mostly from the Emmanuel ministry, but it does uh, pertain to other ministries, and also meeting Jesus on your own. So the target, this is taken from Emmanuel Prayer. The target for Emmanuel Prayer is what we're doing here, but it's also the target to a relationship with Jesus. So when we come to Jesus in prayer, we usually come for things like healing, guidance, protection, gifts, and quite often we come for information. We want answers. We've got problems. But the target for relationship with Jesus is intimacy. Intimacy with him first. In Matthew 6.33, it states, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. So seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. Now God gave Pastor Paddy a really neat visual. So if you take if you take the center of what relationship with Jesus is about uh, intimacy and you make this target into a, um, a mobile seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you so seek Jesus first so I wondered who here wants to meet Jesus and spend time with him and have an intimate relationship with Jesus who doesn't want an intimate relationship with Jesus because there's some that don't And for many reasons, some people don't want to meet him. And those people are people that have fear quite often from um, religious teaching, thinking he's a big bad guy. Some are angry with him because they they believe that he wasn't there for them during a traumatic moment. So they're mad at him and they feel abandoned. And some feel unworthy because of life events. And some of us just think, We'll come and meet him when we've got everything together. That's when we'll do it. That's when we'll come. That's when we'll come for ministry. That's when we'll come for Emmanuel prayer. When we've got stuff together. When we're better. He wants to meet all of us right where we are. He wants to have an an intimate relationship with us right where we are. He'll meet us though. Jesus is a gentleman. He does not judge us. He loves us. And no matter where you are, he wants to be with you. And being with him is peace and joy. Jesus um, attunes to us. Just like if you have two two tuning forks that are on the same frequency and you hit one with a mallet, the other one will resonate with it and play the same tune. And that's what it's like sitting with Jesus. We resonate with him just by being with him. Jesus doesn't always talk, but he always communicates. And if speech is only less than 10% of communication is speech, and if we're waiting to hear from him, hear words from him, we're missing the other 90% because when you sit with him, he communicates so much without speaking. And quite often it comes to him Answers to some problem or issue or traumatic event that we've been through. Don't if uh, you remember this game, Pick Up Sticks? You get the sticks in your hand on the table and you let go of them and they end up like this. Well, Jesus is the best player of this game. These sticks represent all the issues in your life. Uh, let's say the black stick at the bottom represents the trauma that you went through. The answers that you need for. But only Jesus knows all the issues that need to be removed and healed be- before you have the capacity to deal with that issue with him. He's the only one that knows. Jesus doesn't look at the events in our lives. He doesn't look at the sin. He doesn't look at what we've done, what we've had done to us. He looks at the process of walking us through Um, those events and healing. Jesus takes us to our destiny with grace. He knows when we are ready for healing and he is never going to force you to do anything you don't feel ready for. I just know that when you are overwhelmed and fearful and don't have the capacity to face some stuff, Jesus has unlimited capacity so he can hold your hand and walk you through the fruit of intimacy with uh, with Jesus. You heard a testimony a couple of months ago of Debbie's. She came um, for an Emmanuel session, and Jesus took her to a memory uh, that made her anxious, very anxious. And she saw Jesus in that memory, and He took her perception and gave her truth, which totally turned around how she saw that memory. And he, he also changed a mindset during the Emmanuel session. She felt some drilling in her head, and her head was going to one side. And then she put her head up, and the drilling stopped. So she had a head to one side for two days. But she knew it was drilling another pathway in her brain and blocking the pathway off that she was looking through. So a month ago, I went to her and I said, we'd like to put that testimony on the web page. And she said, fine. So we sat down and she said, you'll have to help me with this. She couldn't remember what the memory was. She could remember the drilling. She could remember the mindset change. She couldn't remember what the memory was. So that's the best testimony, <laughs> is he takes something and changes our mindset and heals what he wants to heal, um, So we have a new normal. We have his normal. The other fruit of um, intimacy with Jesus is things we react to. He takes us um, to the reason for those reactions, heals those, gives us truth, and takes our triggers away. And we all have triggers, but he deals with them. He shows us why we have them. When you have an intimate relationship with the Lord, you want to be with him daily, You have less need for information, and you just desire His presence. So you come less with wanting to know, and more with wanting to be. And you experience peace and joy. When we were infants, we needed a a secure attachment to our parents or guardians, but we'll for today we'll call her Mum. When we look for Mum, we find her. When we find her, she's happy to see us. She's our solution. Some of us didn't have those secure attachments, but we have those attachments with Jesus. As you get more intimate with him, when you look for Jesus, you find him. When you find him, he is happy to see you. He's your solution.
0: Uh, when we sat in prayer, by the way, together, what we were to do, one of the things that Jesus said to us, make it simple and short didn't say necessarily short just to make it simple but for us it's, it's the same thing <laughs> so to sum up then let's go back to john fifteen fifteen, because that really is what it's all about he summed it up there i was going to say let's when i got to that i was just going to read that abide in me and then just stop and say okay that's it we're done because that's it that's the whole message he who abides in me and i in him bears much fruit for without me you can do nothing and in John 14, 21, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. In other words, I will show myself to him. So we can see him, or sense him, or feel him, or taste him, or smell him in some way. If we come to him, he will manifest himself to us. So expect encounter. Expect to meet him. Are ready? If you want prayer, there will be a team at the front. Bless you, Lord. Give us all eyes to see and ears to hear. And may this sink deeply into our spirits. Thank you, Lord.